0: So I just want to begin with a question. And uh, the winner gets a Nobel Prize. What is the one resource that we all have a limited supply of, but we all wish we had more? Time. <laughs> <laughs> Very quick to answer. We have... We have a Nobel Prize winner tonight. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not a Freemason. They only give it to each other. <laughs> Thanks, Rob. Um, yes, time, time. Time is a wonderful thing. Um, time is a measure. Time is a measure. Relatively speaking, there is nothing that cannot be measured with 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 time, there is nothing that cannot be measured or relative to time except God, because God is the only supreme being that exists outside of this thing called time. Everything that we know, everything that we see, everything that we that we're aware of is relative to time. Time also affects our perception. It it, it affects our perception. So we all live busy lives. But if we were told that we only had 10 years to live, would our perceptions change? What if we were told we had five years to live? Would our perceptions change again? Well, what if we had a year? What if we only had one year to live? Now, our our perception would change because this time changes everything. We wouldn't have the same cares. We wouldn't have the same concerns. Suddenly, we would be thinking about other things because this limited resource called time is now very, very limited. It's very precious our priorities change because our time has changed would we be reading more would we be praying more would we be giving more would we would be be encouraging you know other people to find christ our brothers our sisters our family so in short we would be spending more time on eternity on things that matter, because generally speaking, the things which last the longest are the most valuable, they're the most sought after. Um, Would we, we would be investing more time in eternity. We'd be laying up treasures in heaven because now we're suddenly, we're, we're, we're vexed with this time is limited and this is where, I guess you know. Recently, you know, we went to a funeral, and you go to these places, and suddenly you realise time. Time, there it is, glaring you right in the face. Well, tonight we're going to talk about time and a specific aspect of time. We're talking. We're going to be talking about how to get the most out of time, and what the the Bible calls this: redeeming the time. In Ephesians chapter five. Verse 16. If you have Bibles, turn to it if you like. But I'm just going to be skimming through these verses tonight because we don't have a lot of time. But if in Ephesians 5:15, out of the King James Version, it says, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Now, the phrase you redeeming the time is also found in Colossians 4, verse 5. And it says, walk in wisdom towards them that are without, redeeming the time. In both passages, redeeming the time is related to wisdom in our way of life, our conversation, our walk. And this is, of course, how we conduct ourselves, how we live. To redeem the time means to buy it back to regain possession of it. See, time, if there's a definition for time, it is a gift from God. And none of us know how much of it we're allotted. None of us know how much we've got. Only God knows how much time each of us has on this earth to make decisions that will impact eternity. And, of course, um, God says that, that we should be redeeming the time making the most of this time he wants us to live in constant awareness of that ticking clock and make the most of this time that we have um in, in fact the NIV's trans tra- uh, translation of Ephesians 5:16 uses the the phrase making the most of every opportunity instead of redeeming the time you know, rather than waste our days in frivolous pursuits that leave no lasting imprint, you know, the scripture here is encouraging us to be diligent about doing good. Um in, in in Titus 3, verse 8, the saying is trustworthy, and I want you to insist on these things so that those who have believed in God may be careful to devote themselves to good works. These things are excellent and profitable for people. The context of the commandment to redeem the time helps us to understand uh, what, what, what redeeming the time looks like and why it's so important. To be careful how you live, to not live like fools. Um, but to live like those who are wise, make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand that the Lord wants you to do good, to, to not, in, in Ephesians 5, do, do not be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. You know, redeeming the time means that we're careful with how we live We we, we seek out and employ wisdom. We seize every opportunity and use it to glorify God. As we often said, there's nothing in our life, absolutely nothing in our life that we can't glorify God in. If there's something in our life that we can't glorify God in, guess what? We shouldn't be doing it. it. It's as simple as that. If there's something in your life, that is not glorifying God, it's got to go. It's just got to go because we're here for that purpose, to glorify God in all that we do. Our plans must align with God's will. And, of course, um, we avoid empty and harmful activities that that don't involve uh, glorifying God because the days are evil. Um, In in, in Ephesians 5.16, we read, making the best use of time because the days are evil. We must overcome evil with good, and that's in Romans 12.21. See, Jesus taught his disciples the necessity of redeeming the time. We, we, We must work. Uh, the, the, the works of Him who's, who sent me while it is day. Night is coming where no one can work, Jesus says. You see, uh, Jesus was diligent about keeping to His mission. You know, distractions were very prevalent then as they are now, but He did not let one of them deter Him from preaching the gospel, for teaching God's word. Um, uh, and, of course, uh, although we know this of, of Jesus, as Glenn shared uh, earlier, our purpose here is to reflect Christ on earth, to preach that gospel, to give the children bread, to, to help those see Christ. And Jesus, we know, only spent 33 years on this planet. But in those 33 years, Jesus changed the world forever. Because he redeemed the time. He didn't waste his time. He redeemed the time. And we can learn to redeem the time by becoming conscious of the fact that we may not have another day. We might not have another hour. It's about us now. Today is the day of salvation. It's about glorifying God in all that we do now. And um I, I guess, you know, re- reflecting on on what we shared to just start off with. You know, if if we all knew that we had a week to live, would we live differently? It, it's it's a silly question. Of course we would. Because all those cares and concerns, all those worries, all those things that that would, would have us think, oh, I, I need to do this, I need to do that suddenly are paled into complete and utter insignificance because they don't matter. They simply don't matter. What matters is how much treasure do I have in heaven? How much have I invested in heaven? How much of me is heaven bound? And, you know, what what is left that I can share that I can love, that I can give, that I can encourage. What else is left that I can do with the little time that I have left on this earth to further my father's business? Um, it, it's it, it's it's a funny it's a funny thing. Um, whenever you think about life, uh, you're always thinking. You know what does the future hold? We're always spending, we're always building, we're always we're always investing in the future. Well, now here's the opportunity. He is the opportunity to understand who we are, what we've got, and, the, and what does the Bible say? We are dead. We are dead, and our lives are hid in Christ. So we're actually not we we're, we're here, but we're not to get you know caught up in all of these mundane activities around here, because really all of them amount to very, very little of any form of value on this earth. It is all about the kingdom to come. It is all about seeking the, the, the kingdom to come. And this is all in context of redeeming, making proper use of the little valuable gift of God called time. Um. Staying away from you know that that which is done for um, for for selfish as as Christians we should live like we are in that final phase in that last phase of life. The, the question is why wait? Why wait till you've been told that you have a year to live? Why wait till you have you've been told you have six months to live? Why not start now? Um, in in um, First Corinthians, uh, chapter three, verse twelve, where it now, if anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver, and precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become manifest, for the day will disclose it, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test what sort of work each one has done. Everything done for Christ on earth, earns eternal rewards. That which is done for selfish carnal reasons will be burnt up and blown away. So this is what the scripture is saying here. Be careful. Be careful how you redeem your time. Your time is precious. Your time is short. The Bible calls it a vapour of smoke. It really... It appears, and then it quickly, quickly disappears. So another way we can learn to redeem the time is by asking God to help us as we remind each other. I mean, we sing a song. Um, This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. This is our attitude as saints. This is our attitude as saints as we every day we wake up. Which is start every morning, committing our day to the Lord, asking Him to help us to do something that day that has eternal significance. Rob just shared uh, about uh, the, the power of of fasting, praying, and fasting. Why not? Why not? This is something that you you you, you can you can do privately. You don't need to tell anybody about it. And nine times out of 10, when you do it, nobody really knows you're doing it anyway. But what profound effects? If we want to further the kingdom, why not? Dedicate yourself. Put the time and effort in. That is time well spent. Um, by beginning our day with eternity in mind, we become more aware of the spiritual blessings that the Lord has on offer. And, um, we, we we look for ways that we can honor the Lord, help someone out, you, you, utilize our time in productive ways. You know, even even on your way to work, you might be sitting at a red light. Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Hallelujah! Praise the Lord. You know, we we, we you know we, we we're cleaning somewhere, we're mopping the floor. You know, we're singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, and you know we sang some beautiful songs tonight, Ed. I really I really enjoyed that cross session. <laughs> um we, you see we have all of these beautiful we have all these beautiful songs and all these melodies and they're all written in our heart. This is time well spent. this is time invested well um you know we can volunteer we can we can serve the church we, we, we're going to have more and more of these outreaches. We're going to be more and more involved actively because this is where the blessing is. The blessing has never been in sitting back and expecting God to do everything. That's that's a fallacy. It's about us going forward and claiming the blessings. It's about us moving forward and and claiming the victories in Jesus' name. That's, That's where the victory is. Us moving forward and doing these things, and as we get involved, as we as we involve ourselves and and invest our time and energies into these activities, we will no doubt, no doubt, see the exponential blessings of the Lord in our life, in the way we redeem our time. In um, James chapter four, verse fourteen, um, we, we we read here. Yet do not yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are in the midst that appears for a little time and then vanishes. We touched on this. We touched on this. Remind us that our earthly lives are no more than a fog. It appears and then quickly evaporates. Our money, our possessions will be given to someone else. Our jobs will be filled by others. Our families may remember us, you know, with fondness, but will move on with their lives. They've got lives to live too, you know, and 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 they'll move on with their lives that obviously don't include us. All that remains of our lives on this earth and 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 this is where it's at, is what we invested in eternity. In the end, all that matters is what we did or did not do to redeem the time given to us. In Psalm 102, verse 3, we read, For my days pass away like smoke, and my bones burn like a furnace. And in 144, a man Man is like a breath, and his days are like a passing shadow. Folks, these encouragements tonight are just a reminder of how short our life is on earth. But in 33 years, the greatest example that we were ever given changed the course of history because he redeemed the time. He came to fulfil his father's business Folks, we've been commissioned with this mission. We've been commissioned with the same power and the same authority. And Jesus himself said, these works and greater works than these shall ye do. Let's move forward. Let's press on to that mark to the prize of the high calling in Christ Jesus. Let's move forward and redeem this wonderful time and make the most of this time that we have on this earth. Let's redeem this time. Amen. Thank you, Glenn. Amen. Thank you very much, Mike. Well